Hello, everyone. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD with Matt Emily. Oh, wow. Remix. Uh, I feel like she's going to do one more. Nope, that's it. And (laughs) we, uh, this is TBD, the premier podcast about tea and friendship. Hell yeah. We have two topics this week. Emily doesn't know mine. I don't know hers. That's what makes it to be determined. Matt's topic is knock-knock jokes. Wow. Uh, that would be a heck of a topic. I think I have a joke book with like that kind of stuff in my apartment. Uh, trying to eyeball it right now. Can't find it. But I do think I have a joke book somewhere here. Probably has some knock-knocks in it. Matt's topic is... Um... Uh, uh, popsicle stick jokes. Um, the good, the the next door neighbor of knock knock jokes, popsicle stick jokes. Now I will say, Matt did describe his topic as very silly. That's why I'm going in the joke vein. Mm. Uh, it's not funny. It's just like it's just it's just like a dumb thing I was looking up recently, and I just want to like I don't know talk about it, see what it means, see if it means anything. Probably means nothing. Um, if we were to talk about something I was looking up recently, um, we'd be talking about um, the Biden family and the Harris family um, and all of the different people involved. Because when they were giving their speeches last night, we're recording this not on Thursday, um, I was trying to figure out who everyone was. And I couldn't. Mostly because there's a lot of masks happening, which is important. Masks are important. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't see their faces. Wow. So I looked it up. Interesting. Um, uh, now the national policy is that masks are good again. Yay! <laughs> Yay, masks! Hey, that's a previous podcast topic. Um, oh, I, I wouldn't want to talk about it too much because um, we're not in the check-in yet. Um, Emily, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing great, you know. I'm doing good. great. Good, good, good. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually, I feel like I'm in a weird spot today. I don't know. I've, I'm feeling um, ennui. I'm feeling pretty neutral. I don't feel good and I don't feel bad. I'm kind of just, just kind of alive right now. Does that make sense? I always thought ennui was like, basically like FOMO, like wanting to be somewhere else. Uh, well, or like just, just feeling like blah. Uh, maybe maybe I am wrong. Well, I, you know, I, I guess the la- later part of the definition. Okay, so dictionary.com. A feeling of utter weariness and discontent resulting uh, from satiety or lack of interest, boredom. Okay, so I maybe I mean, I'm somewhere in there. I'm like a little better than that. I'm not quite there, but I am a little like. Uh, I feel like I'm in limbo. That's maybe where I was going with that. Okay. I don't know. I feel like I'm coming off of a big, of a busy uh, week. <laughs> and now I'm like, what do I do? Record a podcast, supposed, I guess. What are you supposed to do with your time when you're not checking election results? I basically been, I basically, I don't know. I, I was just chilling all day today before we recorded this. Mm. Which I, I'll add. I'll add is sun, the Sunday before you're you're all listening to this or whatever. <laughs> That's uh, Sunday is a pretty chill day for me. I went for a walk. I watched some Rick and Morty. <laughs> I started watching Cre- Queen's Gambit. That's what I did before we started recording. Interesting. I just saw an ad for that yesterday while I was walking around. Yeah, the Ringer Podcast Network. Lots of people have recommended it to me. Wow. Um. All right, pretty cool. We ready to get into it? Yeah. Hey, can you vamp for like ten seconds? I want to turn on my overhead light because I feel like I'm sitting in the dark. And yes, I want the listeners uh, to hear that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently vamping. I'm watching Emily run around. She says she's in the dark. However, um, it's daylight. I can see daylight behind her. I can see through her apartment window. I can see her plants that she has not killed yet, which I guess is just a matter of time. Um, okay. I, hope, I hope they live a long life, but who knows? Okay, so, um, Matt, I hope yeah. you didn't say anything super mean, but um, I've had these plants up 
since my mother visited for the Bigelow Tea Race, which was in September. September twenty third. Um, last time, I've, last time we hung out. I've watered them. I think two or three times, and I've been trying to just ignore them because that's my problem with succulents. I overwater them. Mm. Um, and they're still looking pretty good. Um, this one I think actually needed more dirt. I'm just gonna dirt at school. Um, wow. But uh, they're all succulents. I actually also have a lot more succulents over there. Um, over the summer, I was getting this succulent subscription box, but I canceled it. But I canceled it, and they sent me another box because apparently I'd already paid for it. Even though I thought I'd canceled it before the next, because I had two boxes after I canceled it, so I don't know what happened there. But now I have so many succulents, and they're all gonna live. Wow. I'm ignoring them. That's how something stays alive with you. You gotta ignore them. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay. Succulents. I was just remarking that I could see out your window and that it is daylight, even though it's dark in your apartment. Um, yeah, I am in, in like a courtyard, so it doesn't feel as bright. Although sometimes it's too bright and I get a really bad reflection. Hmm. Um, when we were teaching remotely, I couldn't teach from my couch during the day because I would be like sitting in the sun. Wow. Tea talk, tea talk, tea talk, tea. We're talking tea today. I hope everyone enjoyed that <laughs> drumming. Um, I know you did. Um, hey, Matt, what tea are you drinking today? We're not drinking the same tea. I don't know That's if we correct. have any shared tea anymore. We should discuss this afterwards. Uh, or we could do it right now. I don't think we do. <laughs> did I give you any of the... Uh, um... Oh, actually, I have that, yeah, that, like, infusions yeah. tea or whatever. Yeah. It looked like it's through... supposed to be iced tea, though. I can't tell. I do think it is. Um, that passed through my head today. But I it passed through it a little too late to organize that with you. Yeah, I I just grabbed a tea. I'm actually almost out of teas that we haven't had full stop. Uh, I think I only have two teas after this. Other than that, maybe one shared tea. Oh, and the tea that I have to like let you have half of. Um, from the from the uh, Bigelow run. Okay, but what about that whole bag of random teas we had? Are you through that thing? Uh, well, I'm about to talk about one of them, and there's oh. only two left after this. Okay, interesting. Go. <laughs> uh, so Emily and I have a shared bag of random teas, mostly teas Emily brought to me and left here, and then, um, you know, we don't hang out anymore. So it's it just become my bag of miscellaneous teas. Okay, I'm going to pause right there. So, uh, yeah? That bag of tea has nothing to do with us not hanging out. That bag of tea has everything to do with the fact that it was there, and then we've stopped recording... At your apartment because a pandemic happened. Yeah, but I'm having them because we're we're not in a situation where we're we'll drinking tea together, aka not hanging out. Okay, fine. The tea is called uh, is another Rooibos tea, which um, long time listeners, as of a week ago, will remember that we just had a Rooibos tea. Um, it is by the Tumbleweed Teas Company. Came in one of these little packets. I'm going to hold up to Emily so she can remember maybe what these looked like. I know exactly what it looks like. I, I knew what it was as soon as you held it up backwards. Um, it is the Lemon Beehive Honeybush Tea. It is an herbal tea uh, made with honeybush, lemongrass, and a third thing I've never heard of called lemon myrtle. Interesting. Um, do you want to know how I bought this tea? Because I bought this tea. Uh, something about the Museum of the Rockies. <laughs> I bought it at the Museum of the Rockies when I went to Yellowstone, I guess, uh, a year and a half ago now. Um, and I bought it specifically for the podcast, but then I got it home and I realized there was really not enough for two cups, so we kept not having it. But now Matt's having it because he's just one person. Oh, uh, we definitely could have made, I've made, oh, I made, so? I made at least, I made at least uh, two cups, if okay, not good. more. <laughs> okay, good. Because I was always worried about that and that's why I never picked it out. Um, it worked out. Cost you two dollars and fifty cents. Yes. Um. Uh. Yeah. Um. It's pretty good. It it tastes a lot to me. It, the main flavor I get out of it is lemongrass. Um, that's a strong flavor in it. I'm gonna take how, another sip right now. How strong is the rooibos flavor? And Matt's drinking it, so I'm gonna give him some time to to swallow it and answer. 
Um. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's got that I was it's got that Roy Boss flavor in it. Um, that's sort of like I guess I'm gonna I'm gonna start referring to it as faux cinnamon. It's like a little. Um, it's got a little heat to it in the way cinnamon does, even though cinnamon isn't actually spicy. Does that make that make sense? I do know what you're saying. Um, do you taste the lemon myrtle? Do you taste? I've no, I have no idea what lemon myrtle is. Hmm. I don't know what that is. I also don't. Um, uh, Emily's it looking is... it up. Tisk tisk. I am. I used to live off Myrtle Wyckoff. Um. Uh. It. Is a white flower plant. That's re- it's really all I got. Wow, uh, I don't know. Maybe it tastes like that. Um, and then I don't know what honey bush ne- necessarily tastes like, but the lemongrass is there and the rooibos is there, and that's what I've got. It says le- it's called lemon beehive honey bush. So maybe I'm supposed to get like a honey flavor. I wonder if those are all plants bees like. Wow. Like. Like, beehives are found near those things. Uh, good question. I don't know the answer. Neither do I. Um, yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about this tea? No. <laughs> um, Matt, would you say that this tumblewood tea, lemon, lemon beehive honey bush from the Museum of the Rockies, is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Well, I, I, I would say this is um, it's sort of an interesting flavor. It's not um, strange or overpowering in, in any way, but I, I feel like it's got a, like a unique taste to it. And I'm enjoying it. So I'm going to say that this is my cup of tea. Wow, wow, wow. Um, can I give it's my warm. review? It's very warm. That's good. It feels warm. It is warm. It is physically warm, but it like feels warming. Would you say know. it's like cozy? Yeah. This is a cozy tea. Okay. If I was climbing the Rocky Mountains and I was like, I was like, ooh, it's cold because these are mountains and mountains are cold, I would be like, I wish I had my tumbleweed teas, lemon beehive honey bush, rooibos tea right now, and then I could be all warm again, and I would like take my ar- my hands off my arms because I wouldn't be so cold anymore, and I maybe I'd take my mittens off. <laughs> this is my narrative, and I'm sticking with it. Okay, um, can I give my review of the Museum of the Rockies? Please. A plus, you gotta go. There's lots of different dinosaur skeletons, fossils, not skeletons. Um, they have a huge collection of triceratop skulls, which are so fun. Um, and they have an IMAX theater, which is a great place to go to after you've been on a plane. Um, <laughs> you can uh, kind of doze. Wow, someone's dozing. Um, I like dinosaur bones. In fact, my Animal Crossing island is covered in them now. <laughs> um, you would like this museum. It was a fun museum. They also have a great gift shop that sells tea. Tea. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, Emily. Matt? Let's turn this, let's turn this right around. Let's, like, flip this on you. Let's flip the script. Oh, you're flipping it on me? Yeah, I'm gonna flip this on you. You have a tea. A I, different tea than me. Absolutely true. What the fuck is that tea called? Why so crass? <laughs> This is rated E for explicit, and I want to earn it. Okay, this <laughs> every is... week, every week. Let's pause. Every week, I have to put E. I have to explicit our podcast, even though I don't remember if we ever did anything explicit on them, but I do it anyways. And I just want to make sure that this week it it mattered. Okay, um, I'm drinking from the August Uncommon Tea Company. The tea called Big Easy, which has these things in it. Sweet green tea with lemongrass, pineapple, and barley. Hmm. Do you want me to read the copy? Give me that give me that copy. You've never had a green tea this rich and sweet. When you taste it, you'll swear you just had a bite of pineapple cake and a caramel beignet. If you've ever thought green tea is too bitter, try Big Easy. It's as simple and delightful as a stroll in New Orleans. Try it iced. And just, and just might ruin you for other iced tea. That's a weird sentence. Mm. I'm going to make it better for them. Try it iced, and it just might ruin other iced tea for you. Mm. Uh, Ingredients. Okay. Chinese sencha green tea, Thai pineapple, rose hips, 
German barley malt, lemongrass, caramel, dried orange, natural flavoring. Contains gluten. Um, how do you pronounce the city where Mardi Gras happens? New Orleans. Hmm. How do you pronounce it? New Orleans. Okay. I'm, you know, I don't know. That's not a judgment. I'm just, I noticed you said it your way and I say it my way. Um, this says it feels like a lazy <laughs> stroll through the French Quarter. I've never been to the French Quarter, but let me, let me just go to the French Quarter. Excuse me. Give me a second. I got to take a sip of this tea to bite and to take a lazy stroll. I'm going to say, I, I guess I'll, I'm going to lay off Emily about this pronunciation because if she takes a stroll in the French Quarter, then she's for sure going to know how to say New Orleans or New Orleans, and she'll know. I, guys, I just got to tell you, I didn't leave my couch, but I've also just been to the French Quarter, and it was such a lazy stroll. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful place. How did people pronounce the city? I didn't ask. <laughs> no one just said it? No. Um... No. I was just, I was minding my own business, taking a lazy stroll. I didn't want people to come up to me. I was lazy strolling. Um, according to Business Insider. I knew you the, were looking something up. The preeminent uh, website I look for all my pronunciations. It is, it is New Orleans is what most locals say. New Orleans with the long E sound is what... Uh, is is equated to Nolins, which is also apparently but both of those are incorrect. And some people will say New New Orleans, New Orleans, <laughs> something like that. I'm probably butchering that one, but it sounds like it's or 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 New Orleans. That sounds like what they say. If that's not correct, people from Louisiana, please email us at tbdpodcast at gmail .com. Well, now that we've looked it up, something to correct me. Um, uh, if we're doing it by word study, the E-A double vowel, you pronounce it the E. I, I, I was thinking, I was like, I was thinking about how you spell it. And I was like, it sounds like how Emily was saying, like it's spelled that way. But then I was like, I don't know. I think at some point I just, I think I switched. I think my brain went, I, I think I may have pronounced it the way you did. And then I think at some point my brain just maybe heard too many people pronounce it the other way. <laughs> Hmm. I don't know. It doesn't sound um, that weird. So this tea is pretty good. There are dried oranges in it. When I So I pre-bagged this tea yesterday, just yesterday. Um, and I was like, oh, there's orange peels in there. Got to make sure I divide those up. Um, uh, and there's little caramel squares that I assume melt down. Now, I don't know what it quite, I, don't, I haven't had a pineapple cake in a while, but let me just, let me just see if I think it tastes like pineapple cake. Emily's taking a sip. She was sipping while I was yawning, so I was having a hard time <laughs> filling the silence. I guess um, I get a slight pineapple flavor. I don't know if I get a malt barley flavor. Hmm. I will say this is a very pretty tea. There's like big chunks of stuff, which is fun. Um, it's definitely sweet. Um, she's She's literally just chugging it now. <laughs> It's definitely sweet. I wonder if I should have let it steep longer. Hmm. Interesting um, question. I mean, it's good. And, you know, this says, and I got to say it, it says try it iced. Let me tell you, this tea would be dope AF iced. You know what's interesting there is, like, you probably, because it's got this, like, uh, caramel that needs to melt, you probably couldn't, like, cold brew it. You'd probably have to make sure you um, made it hot, then cool it down, right? Which is how I make all my iced tea. Yeah, but you would have to do it that way. Yes. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe caramel if, will melt anyways. I wonder if this gives instructions on how to make it iced. Um, well, uh, you say you, say you don't know if it tastes like... I can make a big, like... easy daiquiri with this. Wow, looks like you're, you're doing this all wrong. You could have been partying during the podcast. Oh, I'm partying every day. Um, wow. What were you going to say? Oh, I don't know. Something about pineapple cake. Um, should I ask you the remaining question? <laughs> um, you can't. Let me just say one quick thing about pineapple cake. 
Um, so on not this week's but last week's episode of the Great British Bake Off, um, they were tasked with making a kwai cake, just like a cute cake because it was Japanese week. Um, and one person made what she referred to as a upside down pineapple cake, not a pineapple upside down cake. And it was like this pineapple that was upside down, and it was very cute. Um, and you upside know down pineapple cake. Okay, I get this, it. This tea tastes like Laura's cake. Shouts to Laura. Not your wife, Laura. Laura from the Great British Bake Off. Um, too common of a name, I guess. Um, um, yeah. Has, has Laura ever made a pineapple upside down cake? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Okay. You can ask I, my question. I, I don't recall. Uh, Emily, is this tea that I remember nothing about other than the name pineapple, uh, your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Big, easy, sweet green tea with lemongrass, pineapple, and barley. Um, This is my cup of tea. I wish I had made it iced. I think this would be really dope iced. Um, the, comp- the thing that... Uh, is the same between your tea and my tea is that they both have lemongrass I would say I get less of a lemongrass situation from this it's definitely a green tea but mostly I get like a pineapple sweet flavor um I don't get much of the lemongrass but you can see the lemongrass in the tea like you can see I don't know if you can see it um wow look at those little grassies all those little grassies um yeah I enjoy this tea you can also see that I pre-bagged it. I can verify this for the listener. Um, those are pre-bagged. Although not all of it is pre-bagged. I know, because I ran out of bags. <laughs> it's from my... Um, the bags were from my newest Sip Spy box, and they only give you, like, six. And I had already used a few, so I had four left. Mm. And I think I have enough to do, like, one more bag, but I ran out. So, wow. YOLO. That is definitely what you know, uh, the appropriate use of YOLO. <laughs> uh, tea talk done? Uh, yeah, and uh, I feel very, uh, very New Orleans-y. Tea talk done. <laughs> um, okay, I believe we have another segment here. Do we have instruments ready for that? Or are you checking your phone? <laughs> I was getting something ready to share it uh-huh. during the check-in. Uh-huh. So, we're checking in on the past topics. I finished Slaughterhouse Five. Mmm. Mm. Um, uh, and I think you know I'm gonna go a little off, um, a little off topic here. Is that uh, we have we have some we have some things. Uh, we have some emails about Slaughterhouse Five. Um, holy shit. This is from. Ken- Katie Abate Lewin, and she says, Hello, just wanted to bring my teacher knowledge here. I've never actually read Slaughterhouse Five. Katie, I have. But from Matt's description, it sounds like it is a frame story, which is a story within a story. Some popular examples are Titanic, Sandlot, and Princess Bride. I'm currently reading Walk Two Moons with one of my classes, and it's also a frame story. So this is all fresh on my mind. Also, the idea that the more human something looks, the harder it is to shoot relates to a Black Mirror episode in which there is a spoiler alert, a technology implanted into soldiers' minds to make their enemies look inhuman. I believe they call them roaches, so it makes them so they're more likely to kill them. But I have finished Slaughterhouse Five. Here's my review. Okay. Are you ready? ready? I enjoyed it. I would say it's not really my type of book. I don't know if I'd read another Kurt Vonnegut book. Which isn't to say I didn't enjoy it. I did enjoy it. Um, I liked the... um, It felt kind of propulsive the way it kept referencing the same things over and over again. Um, And I liked how it built to, like... How all of these things got put into his head. In his PTSD-addled brain to, like, make it seem like he went to this other planet... Like, he read this book when he was in the, like, asylum, and and then he saw this other person, like, he saw the, the actress lady on, like, tabloids, and, like, how it put it all together in his brain. Um, I would say the ending went very fast, and I would have liked a little bit more time in Dresden 
um, at the end. But it was good. It was good. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Hey, I'm glad you did. Good. Do you have any other final thoughts about Slaughterhouse-Five? Uh, I don't think I have final thoughts on it. Uh, I, I have talked to someone else about it who's read other... So I've, I've myself never read any other Kurt Vonnegut books, but they've told me that they also can be pretty varying in what they're and how they're written and whatnot and that there are people who are very up and down throughout his books so it's also possible that if this wasn't really your thing another one of his books might be more up your alley because he doesn't stick to the same tact as much if that makes sense yeah um I mean, so that's I did, all i'll say about that <laughs> yeah i did enjoy it and when i say it's not really my type of book i guess when i read like older books like classical literature I like to stick to my Jane Austens, that kind of books. Or I'm reading like more modern stories. But I didn't I did enjoy it. It's just uh it's not a type of book I would normally read. Sure. Um Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know really why I decided to read it other than um I had heard it was good. I didn't oh, I didn't like go into it really even knowing what it was totally I didn't I did when I when I bought it I did not know what it was about. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Um, but thank you for recommending it. Thank you for loaning me your copy. No problem. Um, yeah, I have your Kindle for you. Uh, sure, sometime. Um, I have your I have a book here for you. <laughs> Harry Potter and something something. Goblet of Fire. I've like literally forgotten what it was called. <laughs> okay. Um, um, do you have anything else? I don't have anything else to check in with. I don't think I have anything to ask you. You know, I feel like I thought of something earlier and then I like completely forgot about it. Um, other than it's hot toddy season and um, now it's officially become hot toddy season. And uh, we drank those on the podcast once. That's my check-in. <laughs> I So I agree with you that earlier this week was hot toddy season, but now it's frankly like tropical outside. And I wouldn't want a hot toddy right now. I'll say two things. I would still drink a hot toddy right now, and uh, even though it is truly warm, but it's in a matter of days, it'll be back to hot toddy season again. <laughs> um. Okay, so are we gonna check out of the check-in? Let us, let us check out of the check-in. Um, Goodbye, check-in. We did not discuss this before, but um, am I going? For but I believe Emily, you should throw out your topic right now. Hey. Emily, what the fuck is your topic? Why are you being so crass? I'm earning that E. Um, so thank you so much for asking. Um, this, my topic relates to, I was going to have a different tea, but then I decided not to have that tea because I wanted to talk about the tea. But I want to talk today about samples. Samples, which samples is what I'm drinking, kind of. Of products. <laughs> And you know how they work on me and on people <laughs> and why they exist. So wow. a few weeks ago, probably a month ago, I got this advertisement for a tea called Tea Drops. And I don't know if you've heard of these, but they're tea. They don't come in bags or anything. They come in like a little plastic container you open and you just plop it in your tea and it like dissolves. So they're like tea drops. And then you don't need okay. a bag, you don't need any tea equipment, you just drop it. It's like dehydrated or something? <laughs> I guess. I don't really know how it works. And okay. I was intrigued. And I, I looked into it, I found some flavors I liked, but the flavor I wanted, you couldn't get individually. It came in like a variety pack, but I didn't really want the variety pack because I knew there were some flavors I really wouldn't like. And I was like, ugh, I would love to just try a couple. I just want to try a couple. Which brings us to... Friday. Yes, Friday. I get my, I open my mailbox. I put my key in. I open it up. And I am expecting my Sips by box. I pull out my Sips by box. I open it up while I'm in the elevator. I'm looking at it. And what do I see in my Sips by box? Um, um, one of these little teapot things. One of these little teapot, <laughs> well, technically three of these little teapot things. And I was like, whoa, those are the things I wanted to buy. Wow. So exciting, right? Very exciting. It was what exciting. a coincidence. What a world 
bending coincidence. So it uh, it was actually also the flavor I want, which is was rose earl grey, a tea I would like no matter what. So yesterday I tried it, and I liked it. I liked it. I don't know uh, good. if I liked enough to buy a whole pack. I think I maybe would, but I have so many other teas I'm not allowed to buy teas right now. Um, but I, I bring I highlight this example of a sample working because the whole point of a sample is that it tempts you, it teases you. You're like, this is this is something you could try. Do you want to try more? And I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. Now, I will say the tea came up with a lot of sediment at the bottom, which the packaging did warn about. Um, but it was, like, settled at the bottom, and it wasn't affecting my tea-drinking experience. I only noticed it when I poured out a little bit at the end. But that experience made me kind of more, even more intrigued by the product and wanting to go buy them because I'd kind of forgotten about them because I just wasn't sure if I thought they would be good or not. And they were pretty good. Samples. They work. Uh, wow. Uh, that one, that one certainly did. Um, well, so they wouldn't give you a sample of a thing they thought you would dislike. I mean, everyone thinks their product is good, right? Well, yeah. I'm not saying that they thought it was bad. I'm saying I wasn't sure if I wanted to commit to like a whole package of them without trying one first. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Uh, so are, are you going to buy them or not? I will not right now because, again, I'm not allowed to buy any tea. Um, just looking over at my tea situation, I have a lot of teas going on. Still. Um, but I would buy them. Does that make sense? If I was allowed to buy teas, I would buy them. But um, I'm not allowed to okay. buy teas. Okay. Um, but this that made me think of other samples. So... As listeners know, I love a good subscription box. And my favorite subscription boxes are little samples of things, which are just fun to try. So I I recently used this hair oil, which is supposed to help with your flyaway hairs. And this is not something I would have ever purchased in a store. I wouldn't walk into the hair aisle and be like, I need some hair oil to help with my flyaway hairs. But that's what this, this thing advertised. And so I tried it, and you know what it did? It helped with my flyaway um. hairs. And I liked it. Wow. Are you going to buy it? Um, no. Because. S- sample didn't work. <laughs> because then they sent me another sample that was a different brand, but was the same basic concept. So I'm going to use that one next. Are you going to buy any of this product eventually? Um, so probably not, but I might ask for it on my Christmas list. I think, I guess that counts as working. Yeah. Somebody's going to, somebody buys it. Yeah. Um, I, but then there's other samples that, you know, you just make the decision that it's not right for you. Like I got this other sample, which was another hair product and it was apple cider scalp cleanse. And you're supposed to put it on your scalp and rub it around. And I've used it a few times and I have no idea what the purpose of this thing is for. It doesn't, it doesn't really move around the scalp. My scalp doesn't feel cleansed at all. It just is there. It's just like this weird liquid I just put on my scalp. And that um, is one that when I first got it, I'm like, ooh, intriguing. I'm excited to try this. And now I'm like, what? why am I even, what is this product even? Maybe you've just got a perfect scalp. I don't have a perfect scalp. I know for a fact I don't. Hmm. Um, have you ever had an experience with a sample where it talked you into either, it, it was something, either it talked you in that you wanted to buy it or you were like, I never want to see this product ever again. Um, well, you know, this is um, this is going to uh, feed back into our check-in. Um, not not that we actually discussed, but it is me checking in on a past topic. In fact, it's last week's topic of um, of Pikmin, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know that I don't know if this is uh, quite the same thing, but in my world, it is. I first downloaded the demo of the game, which is the, a free sample of playing the game. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I love this game. And then I then I bought it. So I suppose in that way it worked. Um, uh, I think that is an exactly an exact example of what I'm talking about. There you go. Um, I'm trying to think of other times in my life. I, 
I mean, I've had a lot of free samples in my life. I'm just, I don't know if there's ever been a time where I was like, yeah, this thing for the rest of my life <laughs> or this, this thing for the next little while of my life. Oh, I do, I do have like trial runs. Like I get trial runs of like contact lenses sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I actually am switching to the new lenses. I guess that's like a weird, that's still a sample that I'm trying. It is a sample uh, you're trying. It is, uh, it's, I guess, I guess the thing with, well, I, I suppose it's the same with like, uh, other health products, but like, I suppose most health things you should like try out before you invest a bunch of money in <laughs> to them. Um, so like if you, if you were like, maybe I should get scalp oil or whatever, you'd probably want to try it once before you bought a whole bottle of it. And much in the same way, like you got to kind of try contact lenses before you buy like a year supply of them. So that's what, that's what I've got in front of me. <laughs> um, yeah. This is, I guess this is really kind of my main point is that the low commitment of samples and the size of the samples allows you to explore new options. Like I, I, so the first time I ever tried a hair mask, I had never seen a hair mask before. And it's like a deep conditioner. And I would have never, I would have never purchased it. But then I got a sample of one and I really liked it. And ever since then, this has been a few years ago, I've tried many different hair masks. Like I, I like the product. It's a relaxing thing to me. And it's all because of one sample I had years ago. It got me hooked onto the product. And I've tried different brands and different styles, but I would have never tried a hair mask without that. I like samples. <laughs> and generally, I really like it when they're free. This is a this is a pre-pandemic thing. I don't think they probably do it so much anymore. But when you go to a grocery store and they're trying out foods, I love those. I love to try foods. Yeah, that's those are nice. I feel like I've never bought food from that. I feel like I just <laughs> pick around stuff. <laughs> oh, I definitely don't think I've ever purchased any. But I have been like, oh, this is intriguing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll be like, this tasted good. I'm not buying any, but... <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I I really want to try some oatly oat milk, but I don't want to commit to a whole thing. I just want a little sample. Um, is this, this is you saying this for real? Yeah, this is me saying it for real. Why don't you Why don't you just buy it? It's not going to be that much money. <laughs> well, right now I have some other ice creams I have to finish up before I can buy new ice cream. Um, okay. But ice cream is another thing you get samples of. Yeah that yeah. you can try because you don't want to commit to a whole scoop. If you don't know if you're going to like it, you can ask for a little spoonful. Sure can. They'll, they got those little spoons. I think they're specifically for trying out ice cream. So yeah. <laughs> I just, I just think there should be more samples in this world so you could try things and see how they go. Hmm. Like um, at a restaurant, if you're like, Oh, I don't know if I'd like this. I want a little sample of this, this steak. Oh no, I didn't like that. Well, thank you. That would be a, be a hard business model to follow through with, just little samples of steaks. Um. <laughs> when I worked at Starbucks every once in a while for new drinks, they would make like some samples in those cute little sample cups. Mm. It's like when you go to a mall and like the like Japanese restaurant, usually I feel like it just has like little pieces of teriyaki they give you or like Ooh, yes, yes, yes. teriyaki chicken or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I guess if I guess if the if I went to a mall and there was a McDonald's there and they gave me like one French fry, it would probably convince me to buy a whole thing of them. <laughs> exactly. I think samples work. And yes, it could work the opposite way where you try it and you hate it. And you're like, I'm never going to try this. But that's so good for the consumer because then you don't have to invest in 32 ounces of this thing that you're going to hate. Yeah, I mean, that's still a plus. It's not a plus for yeah, the company making them, but it's certainly a good thing um, with uh, certainly a good thing with um, making decisions. <laughs> Another time a sample's worked for me is I like Kiehl's at a beauty product store. Um, and usually with your purchase, they give you three free samples. And I found this face moisturizer that I really like that I still use pretty regularly all because of a sample one time. And I also will shop at Kiehl's mostly because I know they're going to give those free, three free samples. And I want those three free samples. Um, that's good. Good on them. It's working. <laughs> it is working. I love their samples. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I think a little a little tease tends to be the way that a lot of I, I mean, they seem to work. I don't know. Companies keep doing them. Supermarkets used to do them, etc. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we get tea samples from our good friends at Plum Deluxe. That's true. And you know what? Those are some good. Those are good. Yeah, head over to plumdeluxe.com and use that uh, VIP code TBD for 10% off your purchase at checkout. Um, I get tea I, samples too, actually, from... We, sometimes when I order teas, they give you like a little like extra something. They're like, hey, yeah. try out this other tea as well. And sometimes I like it. I don't think I've ever bought something I got a sample of, but um, it's not that... Not because I, not because I wouldn't, but because I just haven't gotten the... Uh, I haven't been pushed to do so. <laughs> um, we had this maple black tea last year, and that was a sample that I was given for free. And then I bought it for my niece for Christmas. Oh, there you go. See, it's still it's a, a purchase is still a purchase. That's all they need. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just like samples, and I just wanted to share that. Wow. Uh, are you? Is that is that your concluding line? <laughs> yeah, I just wish there were more samples in my life. All right. More samples. Please send all your free samples to Emily. Um, you can email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. I, one more quick story. I have one more quick story. Ooh. When I was in 4-H, um, I was really good at 4-H, um, and I went to the state fair for one of my projects. And at the state fair, there's, like, this, like, whole section of, like, booths that give, booths that give away free th- free products to get you to buy their products, and they, like, do like little shows, like little mini infomercials. And my mom and I, every year we went, we would just have a ball getting free stuff, free pens, free samples. It was so fun. I, yeah, there was, what was it? When I was in college, there was a thing called like College Fest or something. And it was like at this convention center and you'd pay, I don't remember if, I don't remember if it was free or not or like free or cheap, but it was basically you'd go there and like some of it was like entertainment or whatever, but most of it was just people with booths handing out free shit for college students to be like this is my new body wash this is my new what i don't know whatever i remember there being body wash that's like the specific thing i remember there being um yeah i don't know that was like a whole event every year and people would just come back with bags of free garbage basically in in my mind garbage i mean i guess they were free some of it was free samples (laughs) i would have loved that Um, um what was the other oh uh also like a lot of razor blade companies give free samples out because there's like this psychological thing with once you find a razor you like, you're very unlikely to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, Gillette or Schick or whoever like mails out a lot to like 18 year olds and whatnot because they figure whatever you're, there's enough research to say like once you've picked a razor blade, uh, you're, just, you're probably sticking with it. Didn't work with me, but uh, I hear that's a thing. Um, yeah. I just, I just want to go to a place where I can get a bunch of free samples again. Okay. I hope, I wish you the best. Thank you. Topic done. Um, topic complete. Good job. Um, that was Matt, a little sample of a topic. <laughs> Matt, um, it's your turn. And I have just one thing I want to say to you. Yes. Is your topic stand-up comedy jokes? No. Ugh. Okay, fine. What's your topic? Okay, my topic, as I stated to you ahead of time, is a little silly, but it's not silly in a jokey way. It's like, what a dumb topic. But I was looking this up because uh, we most we very recently had an election in this country. I don't know if you or the listener have heard of it, but there was an election and it had a result and there was a lot of maps. There was a lot of counting. Um, there's a lot of stuff like that. And I just, I don't know, I got sort of thinking about the, uh, the Electoral College, uh, certain things like that, certain numbers. And you might think I'm going to dive into something political right now, and I'm not going to. <laughs> uh, because the thing that I found interesting was that I was looking at, and I don't want you to look any of this up because I'm going to ask you some questions. So please do not look up any answers you think you might have. Abolish the po- Electoral College. That's my answer. <laughs> Keep yes. going. <laughs> uh, I was looking up states by population density. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm, uh, vamp. I have to look some stuff up. Please do not. Please do not. Emily, what do you think the top five most densely populated states are? And let's try to do this fast. You don't have to be right. but. <laughs> okay, densely populated? Yeah, most densely populated states. 
New York. Really, it's only one part. Ugh. Okay, Rhode Island. Wow. Um, Delaware. Florida. And California. Wow, that is an awful, awful list. <laughs> okay. Um, you didn't even mention you didn't even mention my home state, which is I feel like it's so tiny and it's got so many people in it because Massachusetts is the number third, uh, number three, number one, another New England or number uh, one is New Jersey, another small-ish northern state with a lot of cities in it. Uh, two is Rhode Island. Uh, which I was, I will say Rhode Island was the one I was the most shocked at because um, Rhode, Island's a, Rhode Island is tiny, but it also has a lot of, um, it, it does have a lot of like rural, rural areas in it. Uh, number four is Connecticut. You might see a pattern here that the states right around New York are very densely populated. Uh, and number five is Maryland, uh, which I guess I was also a little surprised at, but it, has, it does have Baltimore in it. And is also not that big land wise. So those are the, those are your top five: New, New Jersey, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and Maryland. Um, what do you think about that? Um, give them more electoral votes. Um, I guess that list isn't too surprising to me, even though my list was bad. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think of smaller states um, that did have more people, um, because even like, so I bet Rhode Island. Like, it has a lot of people, and even though some parts are more <laughs> it's so small that, like, I can see the population density, especially from the cities, adding up. Yeah. Well, so that's, like, Massachusetts actually, so Massachusetts is roughly 10 times bigger <clears throat> than Rhode Island, so that's how, it gives you a sense, Massachusetts, not a huge state, but Rhode Island is... Uh, one-tenth the size of Massachusetts, which is mm -hmm. also kind of crazy. Um, but Massachusetts being about equally dense, it, it has a substantial number of votes. So actually, um, Massachusetts has a... a, a um, people don't talk about it at the Electoral College because it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it has more than a lot of other states. It's sort, it's sort of in the middle of the pack as far as um, electoral votes go. There's your little Massachusetts knowledge for you. <laughs> Um, I also was surprised where uh, New Jersey has, uh, so New Jersey is a little bigger than Massachusetts, but also has apparently way more people. I didn't realize how many people lived in New Jersey, but it's like, it's almost nine, mi nine million. Like Newark, Jersey City, Hoboken, Trenton. There's a lot of cities yeah. there. Yeah. I just know the, the Boston metropolitan area is like in the top 10 in the country on its own. So I don't know. Anyways. Uh, New York, um, New York is much lower down on the list than you'd think, because yes, it is mostly New York City, but it is it is the seventh uh, overall, and Delaware is the one in between, six and seven. Delaware then New York. So my list was not that bad, okay? Uh, no, I mean I could, I mean as far as accuracy in the top five, it was not that great. But <laughs> if we said top ten, you'd be you'd be doing a lot better. Um, where do you think uh, where do you think your home state lands, Ohio? 15. Uh, it is 10th. It is 10th in oh. population density. There okay. you go. It's got some big cities. Three cities out. and also not um, not overly large, you know, like there's not probably a whole bunch of uh, wasted space. And I don't mean to begrudge Alaska, but there's a lot of extra space in Alaska. <laughs> I think though, when you think about Alaska, I one, let's not ever refer to space as wasted. Um, people do live there. Um, but also in Alaska, there's a lot of places in Alaska that you probably just can't really live. Well, the place the places people live is not what I'm considering wasted space. I'm considering wasted space, I guess, I don't know. I mean, sure, yes, nature and farmland are both also important. But there's something to be said about being a human and me prioritizing humans taking up space. <laughs> uh, no, certainly Alaska looks very beautiful from all the photos I've seen. I've never been to the state myself. But again, also, I bet there's just so many places in Alaska you just don't want to live. Yeah, like certainly. Yeah. Um, can I give my top, bottom five list what I think? Oh, yes. I was going to very much ask you that next. Alaska. Uh -huh. Wyoming. Mm-hmm. North Dakota. 
Idaho. Mm. And I guess I'll throw in South Dakota. Mm. I feel like there's a state you forgot existed to put in that bottom list. Uh, it goes Alaska, Wyoming, Montana, oh. North Dakota, South Dakota. Um, Montana, Montana's population is crazy low for how big of a state it is. Um, like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could fit the entire population of Montana, like inside of Boston, <laughs> um, which I think is also crazy. Anyways, all these states, even though they're, they have, you know, so little population density, you know, obviously I'll get a minimum of three electoral votes. So there you go. Um, <laughs> I'll say it again. Abolish the electoral college. Yeah, I agree. Um, though I think in the short term, there's an, there, if, if I were to get political for just a moment, just a moment here, uh, there's an easier route to fixing all this, which is to make Puerto Rico and, and or Washington DC states. And then, um, it will shift the balance a little bit more towards a popular vote being the same as the electoral vote. Um, there you go. Well, I also think, you know, Puerto Rico's, they're American citizens and they don't really get a say in the election, which is not okay. Uh, well, and... you know, if I were, if I were to include uh, DC and Puerto Rico in my density list, by the way, DC would be the most dense, which is not surprising. It's just literally a city. <laughs> Uh, but Puerto Rico is would be would, it would go New Jersey, Puerto Rico, Rhode Island. Like that would be the new top yeah. three, uh, <laughs> which is pretty crazy because a lot of people live in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Um, this is interesting. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm on CNN looking at these counties, county by county. Um, <laughs> what, um, when you were looking this up, was there anything that really surprised you? about states like well new jersey being so populated i was i was surprised new jersey had so many more people than massachusetts that was like i guess that to me was the most that was that was the first thing that struck out that stuck out to me and then i guess maybe also rhode island being so densely populated because as it is a state i have visited before <laughs> um and uh many times in fact and there's a lot of open space there even though it's a tiny little state so i'm surprised it, it still ranked so highly um, even like, I don't know, even to be below Connecticut. Cause I feel like Connecticut has a lot of like New York commuters that live there or whatever. Yeah. But you think like, so Rhode Island, I mean, I've driven the whole thing and it took like 45 minutes. <laughs> so when you have Providence, which isn't a huge city, but is a bigger city, it's like, it's yeah. going to like average out still. Sure. Yeah, that's definitely what's that's definitely what's doing it. And in um, Mass, in Massa, what whatever that state is, Massachusetts, <laughs> Massachusetts. Oh, that, that was pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, there's a <laughs> lot of Western Mass. Correct me if I'm wrong. That is more farmland and rural. Yes. There's also a, a, a pretty big uh, mountain range that goes through it. So that also. Um, not as many people live in the mountains. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that does it. But uh, you were mentioning Providence and uh, uh, Worcester, my hometown, is actually just about equal population to Providence. So like Boston, like dwarfs Providence in that in that regard. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just that Massachusetts, uh, when, it, you, when, it, when it comes down to it, is 10 times bigger. So it's like, yeah, there's like a lot more land. Which that's like a thing that I think, I mean, me as a New Englander, uh, I guess I don't find it like super surprising size wise, but it is, it's crazy to think of the smallest state, Rhode Island, or maybe it is Delaware, I don't, I'm not sure, but no, it's Rhode like Island. that then you get Massachusetts, which is also a pretty small state when you look at it on the map, but to then be like 10 times bigger, it's like, yeah. Um, you know, I, I just really wanted to talk about this because I was looking at, uh, I was looking at a map that was like you know the red blue maps yeah but i was looking at one that was like you know by proportion or by uh electoral votes instead of by land size and it was like you know often we see these red blue maps and then like it looks like there's so much red in them but um that's just because you know we're coloring that we're not coloring them by like people we're coloring them in by land and it's the whole like you know people vote not 
or land doesn't vote people do or whatever yeah <laughs> and i was like looking at one of those uh maps which is actually what got me digging into this um but then <laughs> again I'll, di- I'll dip a little more political again then joe biden did so well everywhere <laughs> I was like, ooh, I kind of like the I like the ones where it's like you see the full blue because um, there's actually a lot of a lot of a lot of those bigger landmass states actually did go for Biden, like Nevada and Arizona or, well, probably Arizona. <laughs> um, so it, it and uh, and Colorado, which it's nice to see that like little, little blue box in the middle of the West for someone like me who is a Democrat. <laughs> um. To continue the politicalness, it's also why it is so frustrating that Montana gets two Senate senators, and so does Rhode Island. Uh, I, now I need to know how many senators Rhode Island. Or, oh, they all get the same senators. Yeah. Get, now I'm trying to think of. Uh, yes, yes, yes. No, I, I now I know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like Alaska gets a minimum of three electoral votes, but it's like. Uh, then there's and like and same with Montana where it's like, yeah, the proportions are off there on on it because it's number of senators plus number of representatives, so it's like it's kind of a weird way of doing it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, you know, someone might say, well, that's how this country was founded, but uh, we also didn't have these giant fucking states back then. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, founded on thirteen states that. Um. I mean, they couldn't even imagine one place having. Like, New York City was crowded at the time, but now it's... I mean, there's millions of people live here, not less than a million. Yeah, I mean, the the proportions kind of went way out of whack. Like, uh, back then when it was like, yeah, we have these big cities, and we don't want to have them, like, overpower these, you know, these states that that have a lot of people but have a lot of land mass. But what happened was, like the population spiked in the cities and didn't spike as hard in the bigger states. So then all of a sudden, yeah. So that's where like the shift is, is it kind of did make sense early on where uh, the bigger states almost had identical populations to the smaller ones or, or closer at least because mm-hmm. um, the math was in their favor. But that was a, clearly a, a huge lack of foresight <laughs> in not knowing that cities would become like a really big deal eventually. Which really, even New York wasn't that big of a deal of a city until the or like the turn of into the into the twentieth century. Uh, even earlier than that, it like wasn't as big of a deal. Anyways, hope that was fun. <laughs> it was fun. What is the twenty fifth state? What is the one right in the middle? Uh, twenty five. Do you want to guess? Yes. Um. <laughs> Arizona. It, it is not Arizona. Arizona would have been thirty third. Twenty five is Wisconsin. Okay, I can see that. A few big cities. Um, uh, but overall, I'll say a weird one. So, so I'll go. Here's a few leading into something. So. Uh, 20 through 26, it goes Tennessee, New Hampshire, Kentucky, Louisiana, Washington State, Wisconsin, and then Texas, which I feel like so many people live in Texas. I mean, I know it's big, but that it's Texas is less state. state. That te- Texas is less densely populated than uh, all those other ones. It's kind of weird. I think that makes sense, though, because, I mean, think about Texas. There's Dallas, Houston, and... I guess San Antonio and oh god, what's the name of it? Austin. Austin, the cool one. <laughs> like those are cities, but there's also like huge ranches and like it may that makes sense to me. I think that makes sense. It's also so big, like there's a lot more room for empty space. Not empty space, but <laughs> now you're saying it. <laughs> I think I just, I hate when people use the phrase flyover country. I react very negatively to it as a person from a state that is sometimes considered flyover country. Um, um, you know, I mean, not all of it's flyover. Some people stop in Chicago. Okay. <laughs> um, I, that makes sense to me about Texas. That tracks. 
I um first of all I didn't Houston. first of all I didn't call any of it I didn't call any of it flyover. You're the first person to bring that up. But uh <laughs> I know, but I think I'm reacting to the space thing as as an extension of people calling things flyover states, which I hate. Uh, I let, let's be clear a little bit. Some of this is wasted space. <laughs> Some of this is just uh, completely emptiness, uh, complete emptiness. But um, I did. I just know. I just know there's like six. I mean, it's sort of like the Florida thing, right? Like Florida has like all these pretty big cities in it, which which I feel like Texas is the same way. Like there's just like a lot of big cities. I don't know any. I mean, they might have the most other than California as far as like big cities go. Um. I don't know. I'm still surprised. I'm still surprised. What do you think? Like, so I've been to Houston. And, like, in Houston and Dallas, they're big cities, but they're also, like, they're not like New York where it's all condensed into one two-mile place. That's true, although the suburbs of them are very large. So, like, they do sprawl out pretty hard. Exactly. They sprawl. They don't, like, in New York, we sprawled up. Like, the buildings (laughs) are high. There they sprawl out. So like Houston itself is a is a big city. Yeah, it's not yeah, as that's dense true. As other cities. Yeah, yeah. And then no, the suburbs I, I, yeah. sprawl. Yeah, I guess I just figured that their sprawl is so much sprawlier that like then there is I don't know. I guess like I'm underestimating the amount of truly like ranch and like oil and farming space that there is. Um, oh, that's wasted space, by the way. Oil, oil, where we dig oil. That's where I'm gonna, I'm gonna draw the line because it's, it's neither, it's neither people nor good for the planet. So now I'm, I'm against, I'm against that space. I will accept that. I guess Yellowstone National Park's not wasted space, but that's a lot of space in like Idaho, Wyoming, and like those states. Yeah, I mean, I felt a little, I mean, listen, this is a comedy podcast, so I don't have to feel bad about anything. So I felt a little bad saying wasted space when I was thinking about nature, but then I did get to think about uh, oil drill, oil drilling and whatnot. And now I'm, I'm like settling in on, on that is what I consider a waste of space. <laughs> I'll accept that. Um, cause I'll, and there's also, you know, there's like animals out there. I feel good for them, but then, it, yeah, you know. And then even in Alaska, I mean, you think of some of those like un, um, you know, unincorporated lands, but there's, you know, Native Americans that still live there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> I, don't need to t- I don't need to drone on about this anymore. That was fun. <laughs> um, that was fun. It was very silly. Um, I would not live in Alaska. That's my final stop statement. I like being warm. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I guess, um, this does seem pretty cold up there. I was like looking, I was looking at the, um, I was looking at the little islands that are like, you know, the, the tail of, uh, Alaska. And apparently there is like some, like on some of them, there's like these random like military bases, which like makes sense, but it's like, that'd be so, that feels so isolating to live on one of those tiny little islands that are just like. Yeah, I don't know. I any anywhere you can anywhere you live where you could easily be washed away by a wave is kind of freaky to me. Yeah, I like to be around things. Um, I want to be able to be within a hospital within fifteen minutes. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely within an hour, which I feel like in Alaska you could easily be an hour over an hour away. Yeah. Um, from something like that, and yeah, New York, yeah, far how. I could be at a hospital or at least in an ambulance to a hospital within like, you know, three minutes, probably. <laughs> I think I could get, if I were to be in a car, I could get to so many different hospitals within 15 minutes. Yeah. I mean, even, but I guess to me, even just like having the availability, availability of an ambulance right nearby, it's like, once you're in an ambulance, you're probably, probably okay. Unless you like need surgery or whatever. Anyways, that's a fun way to end this topic, <laughs> getting emergencies. <laughs> Um, um, do you have any last things you want to say about population density? No, I'm good. I'm I'm team abolish the uh, electoral college as well. Although there's also that neat little pact that some states are trying to sign, which is like that they all agree to vote along the lines of the popular vote, which is like sort of a run run around to like actually getting the um, uh, um, 
actually easier than amending the constitution is this like pact between states and they're trying to get up to two like states that have 270 votes to sign on to it and that would be pretty neat if they got that far (laughs) yeah i guess my main thing is the problem with the electoral college is that it disproportionately um, affects the weight your vote has like our vote means less than other people's votes and that's it's not okay a vote should equal a vote yeah and like it, you know it, it would completely change how ca- campaigns would campaign because then they would care where they spent their money uh in a much different way and they would care how they campaigned in a much different way um i mean you know there's no campaigning basically in either new york or like california or some of these other places where like if it's counted there'd be so much more stuff happening in these states because they could probably ring out more vote, like Democrats could ring out more votes in California and, you know, Republicans could ring out more votes in say Florida, most likely, and like South Carolina or whatever. Like they could just, you know, run up the tallies in these in these places. And so you'd actually get campaigning in them where right now we don't get paid attention to at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, topic done? Topic done. Right. Uh, um, do we want to read another email or no? If you've got it, let's read it. Okay, this is also from Katie Abate-Lewin, but this is um, about Jackbox follow-up. Um, and Katie says, so I think we were talking about the game Fake In It, um, and we were discussing it if you could pick the category. And she says, first of all, yes, you can pick the category and Fake, fake In It. Second of all, I'm so glad Matt and I are almost always on at least a similar page. But now I know he'll be mad that I hate the Coen brothers, and that makes me sad. Um, listen, uh, I wish everyone would like the Coen brothers, but uh, I don't I don't begrudge anyone for not, because people's tastes are their taste, you know? Can you and Katie still be friends even though she hates the Coen brothers? We definitely can be. I, In fact, I, have feel, I feel like I have very few friends who outwardly talk about and like the Coen brothers. So I think we're good. Um, and uh, that actually reminds me that my check-in that I was going to mention that I forgot I remembered <laughs> is that there's a new Jackbox game out. The latest uh, number seven came out like two weeks ago or something. And uh, so far, pretty good. I've only played it once though. So I don't have super strong opinions yet. Okay. Can I, can I say one quick thing about our charitable email that I'm just looking at now? Oh, yeah. We- are the 137th ranked comedy podcast in Kazakhstan. Shout out Kazakhstan. Wow, very uh, very nice. Uh, that's pretty exciting for me. Uh, wow, that's something. <laughs> Some, someone's like trolling us over there. I feel like. uh, anyways, um, do you have anything you want to plug, Emily? Um, I don't right now. Cool, cool, cool. Matt, uh, do you have anything you want to plug? Nope. Oh. Okay. <laughs> uh maybe next week um all right well uh i guess that's the podcast uh if you're not already subscribed please make sure you do so wherever you listen to podcasts and uh follow us on instagram twitter and um facebook for updates those are all tbd podcasts all spelled out anyways i've been matt armando i continue to be emily regans and this has been tbd with Bye.